Hey, this is Tom Webster, and this is Sounds Profitable for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. What does the competitive landscape for podcasting really look like? This episode is sponsored by Podsites. Check out Podsites' latest podcast advertising benchmark report to see how your campaigns compare. Request the full report via our handy link in your podcast listening app's description or in the article on soundsprofitable.com. This week on the Sounds Profitable Deep Dive, Brian Barletta is joined by Triton Digital's Advertising Strategy Manager, Isabel Laris, to walk through the brand new features of the newly released Triton Advertising Platform, available now on the Sounds Profitable YouTube channel. There are around 4 million podcasts in the world today, but how many are you actually competing with? Well, the answer is much smaller than you might think. I'm going to make a confession here. I haven't read a business book in a while. I, I read, sure, mostly fiction. But it's been a while since I read a book on business or marketing, even though I get sent a lot of them. I have to be honest. I don't read a lot of business books because there aren't a lot of great business books. So many are written and published quickly, meant to satiate some immediate need in the marketplace, but not built to last. There are millions and millions of new books published every year, many of them related to marketing. But look, if they aren't going to be as good as the new Stephen King, well, it's going to take a lot to bump that off my nightstand. As someone who has also published a book that hardly anyone read, I'm giving you the voice of experience here. One thing that became very clear to me after writing that book was that I was going to be responsible for every single sale of that book. The publisher wasn't going to help. I wasn't going to be on a display at Barnes & Noble or at the airport Hudson's, unless I paid for that out of pocket. No, any book I sold was going to be the process of retail politics, one speaking engagement or personal meeting at a time. I wasn't competing against the thousands of other business books that came out that month. They were irrelevant. I was competing against my own obscurity. The number of books competing against mine was an unimportant number. The only numbers that mattered were how many Twitter followers I had, how many emails were on my mailing list, and how many people saw my last talk. There are millions of published works out there, but the overwhelming majority of them are completely unknown, save to the families of the authors. The problem isn't that no one can find my particular book in a sea of search results. The problem is that no one's even looking. When you look at the marketing challenge in this way, it doesn't matter if there are 10 new books in your space this year or 10 million, you're running your own race and your competitors aren't other books. I think that this is a healthy way for podcasters to look at the challenges inherent in the current landscape for audio. Currently, there are nearly 4 million podcasts, according to podcastindex.org, and that can seem like a daunting number. But as Steve Goldstein and James Cridlin have pointed out, and this will be linked in the show notes, the number of active podcasts is actually much, much smaller than that. James and Steve have done the industry a solid service by computing an estimate of the number of active podcasts. And my humble contribution to that is to propose a slight nomenclature change for that effort. Let's call it instead podcasts in active production. Now, this makes sense because it focuses on the measure of the actual production of podcasts, which is the only thing counting the recency of episode releases can really estimate. The truth about your competition is actually very different to this measure, and this might scare you, but bear with me here. 
Obviously, you aren't competing with 4 million podcasts. I mean, <laughs> technically, it's much worse than that. You're also competing with millions of audiobooks, millions of streamed audio stations, and billions of songs. You're welcome. But the truth is, you aren't really competing against 4 million podcasts, and you aren't really competing against a few hundred thousand podcasts in active production. I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of shows that aren't in active production. Last week, when my wife was out of town, I power rewatched season one of True Detective. We're finally getting around to finishing Westworld together. And then soon after that, I think a rewatch of Justified, the great American epic. Now, these are all active shows because people are actively watching them. The problem with conflating inactive production with active is that for one thing, it wipes a lot of fiction podcasts off the map and a lot of short run series as well. But many of those shows currently show up in any top ranker. Those podcasts, I'm here to tell you, are active. In last week's Sounds Profitable, Brian Barletta and I went through a quarter's worth of data for every episode released by the top 50 podcasts, according to the most recent Edison podcast metrics. Some of those podcasts, like Reply All, Serial, and Dr. Death, didn't even release a new episode that quarter. And yet there they were, annoyingly active. So did I make things worse or better? Well, in a way, I submit that focusing on audience and not production makes it a lot better, especially if you place an audience bar on the measure and not a recency of publication bar. So let's take off the map any show that's really only being listened to by the creator and their immediate circle of friends and family. And I'm sorry to say, that is a lot of shows. You aren't competing with those shows because your audience is never going to hear about them. One thing I can tell you from my time behind the scenes at Edison Podcast Metrics is that the fat head of podcasting is very, very fat, and the long tail is very skinny. All of this is to say you're not in competition with every podcast ever made, nor are you likely in competition with every podcast in active production, though again, I think keeping track of that has enormous but separate value. I bet the number of actively consumed podcasts at any scale is the smallest number of the three. That's a different measure because not every actively produced podcast is an actively consumed podcast. In fact, I bet that number is a five-figure number in the grand scale of things. Now, if you believe me, how would that change your approach to podcasting? Well, I certainly have a hope here that you market your show. And I mean, really market your show. When was the last time you heard about a podcast from a source other than another podcast or another podcaster? Podcasting in general simply does not market itself in other media. Now, I've seen this movie before. Radio used to market itself on TV all the time. But today, radio only markets itself on its own airwaves. And you can see how that's working out. Spending money marketing podcasts in other media could pay enormous dividends. I don't want podcasting to relive all the mistakes radio has made over the last 20 or so years. Podcasting only has to believe in itself and make the investment. You aren't competing against 4 million shows or 150,000 shows or maybe even 10 shows. When was the last time you saw any kind of paid promotion for a podcast outside of another podcast? That is your competition. And there isn't a lot of it. Now, don't you feel better? I'm off to continue binging Midnight Burger and walk the dog. 
Thanks again for listening to my article, What Does the Competitive Landscape for Podcasting Really Look Like? This episode was built using Spooler and hosted on Omni Studio by Triton Digital. I'm Tom Webster. Thanks for listening.